Today our story is about a family that lived in the state of Maine some 200 years ago. They lived on a farm. They lived in a farmhouse. And this family, of course, had mother and father and six children, six named children. You see, in those days, families had lots of children. I grew up in a family with lots of children, but I'm not going to tell you how many. <laughs> but lots. Now, there were three older children and three younger children. Caroline, Harriet, and John were the older ones, 15, 13, and 12. The younger ones were Mary, Sarah, and Robert. Seven, five, and they didn't tell me how old Robert was. How old do you think Robert was? Any guesses? How many? How old was he? Oh, five, I think he was five. That's a guess, but I think he was a little younger than that. Maybe three, that's a good number. Maybe three. Anyway, we'll keep that in our minds. Maybe four, yeah. <laughs> you know your numbers. Good. Now, on this maybe 10. <laughs> on this November morning, there was snow on the ground. And the father, he stood on the back porch and he had this cowbell and he rang it loud and long. I wonder why he did that. Any guesses? Hmm. Okay, let me tell you. You see, many hands make light work. With all these children, he had to divvy up the jobs, so they had chores to do. The older children were out in the barn taking care of business. Caroline, the oldest, eldest one, she was milking the cow. Harriet, she was giving hay for the cows. And John, he was in the chicken house feeding the chickens. You know they have to eat. So when he ran, that cowbell, he was signaling to them that breakfast is ready. So it was time to come in. Quickly, they ran and they stomped off the snow from their boots and got into the kitchen. When they had washed up and made ready, father called the younger set of children, Mary, children, Mary, Sarah, and Robert. Now, he said, gather around, and they were getting ready to have their breakfast. They all sat down, but father had to lift Robert and put him in a high chair. Now, does that tell you about how old Robert was? Maybe two or something like that, one to two, somewhere there. Maybe four, okay. And he was saying, no, Papa, no, I want Mama to do it. I want Mama to put me in the high chair. The other one, Mary said, where is Mama? Did she have the baby? Did she have the baby last night? Dad smiled and nodded. And they said, tell us, tell us. What, what did she have? A boy or a girl? I want a baby brother. The other said, I want a baby sister. He said, in a little while, I'll let you see for yourselves. So they ate breakfast, they cleaned up, and then father led them upstairs 
because that's where Mama's room was. She was upstairs. He peeped in. Eunice, are you ready? Yes, Robert, I'm ready. So he peeped. And they tiptoed into the room. What a surprise met their eyes. In Mother's arm, in her right arm, was a little baby. And but that was not all. In her left arm was another baby. Oh! Twins! Two little surprises. And they said, what, what are we going to name them? What are we going to name them? She said, well, think of some names today. And we'll see what we can name them. Okay. Now, father said to them, I tell you what, you're not going to have to make any hats this morning. So they had the whole morning off to celebrate the birth of their twin sisters. But he said, this afternoon, you still have to help me with the chores. Afternoon came, they did their work, and then when supper time came around, they ate supper, and they were still wanting to know, what are we going to name these girls? After supper, while the children cleaned up and got ready, Dad went upstairs for the upper room experience. <laughs> and he showed Mama the list of names that they had gathered during the day. The children were down there still waiting. They had done all their work so quickly, they were still waiting. And what they did, they went ahead and they set the table for breakfast the following morning. Eventually, Father came downstairs and he went and got the family Bible. He said, come around the table, gather around. He opened it to a page and this page had the names of all the members of the Harmon family. Robert and Eunice Harmon married 1810. And then below that was the names of all the other ch the children. Eventually, Father took his pen, dipped it in the ink, and started writing. He had to add how many, more, how many new names? Two, right? He had to, uh, to add two new names. So he wrote Ellen Gould Harmon, Elizabeth Harmon. Two names. Do you know that Ellen grew up to be a special servant of Jesus. We know her today as Ellen G. White. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you that you want to use each one of us to be your servants. In some way, you have a plan for each life. Bless these little ones we ask. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. to you.
What a comforting thought to know that Jesus is very near. Thanks, thank you, Kenneth and family. In our human experience, two things are evident. We live, we die. Let me expand on that. Number one, none of us has an EIC. None of us has an elective input certificate. That means we had nothing to do with our birth. We didn't choose to be born. And as we didn't choose to be born, we cannot keep ourselves alive. Number two, the dead cannot bury themselves. The takeaway from this is that we are never fully independent. We are ever dependent on someone or something outside of ourselves. Are you glad to be alive right now? You're alive because God granted you extended life. Extended life is a daily gift and it's a good gift, for the Bible says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Another question. Are you thankful that you have an understanding of the Bible truths adhered to by the Seventh-day Adventist Church? As you know, October is Adventist Heritage Month. This time is dedicated to review the past and the growth of the Advent movement. During the mid-19th century, there was a spiritual awakening in various parts of the world. There was a keen interest in the Bible and the anticipation of the Lord's second coming. These early pioneers were well-oiled and duly lubricated. Why? Because the Holy Spirit gave them WD. Word delight. They had such an intense desire to delve into the word, to grasp its precepts, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. They were people of the word, people of the book. Psalm 119 verse 130 tells us, the entrance of thy word gives light. It gives understanding unto the simple. And oh, how much they needed that light and understanding, for there were gaps in their knowledge. In fact, all finite beings, we human beings, have gaps in our knowledge. We do not know everything. We do not understand everything. God, on the other hand, he has no gaps in his knowledge. He has no kinks in his wisdom. 
and hallelujah, he has no cracks in his understanding. So he says entreatingly to us, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given him. That's James 1:17. And again in Psalm 32, verse 8, he encourages us with these words. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Surely, his eye was on the early pioneers, and his hand was going to chart the course of the Advent movement. At this time, therefore, let me invite you to meet one member of the Advent movement. We are going to meet Hiram Edson. In the children's story, the Harmon family had two little surprises. And from this DVD, we had two great truths, the truth of the sanctuary and the truth of the Sabbath. They're inseparably linked. Thank God. So we now sing, now thank we all our God. Let's stand, please.
words of life. Thank you that Jesus still intercedes on our behalf. Thank you for the heavenly sanctuary. From there we get hope. From there we get life. And through that sanctuary, we can meet with you. Be with each one of us throughout the rest of this day, we pray. And grant us your saving grace. In Jesus' name.